0: A man become preeminent, he is expected to have enthusiasms. 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 What am mine? What draws my admiration? What is that which gives me joy? James, <laughs> music,
1: Alrighty folks, welcome back to the Pull Hitter Podcast. I am Rob DiPietro. You can find me on Twitter at Hitter, You can also catch the podcast page at PollHitterPod on Twitter. Thank you for joining me once again. Today we're just going to be going through the FAB and the main event, on the NFBC main event. And we'll be discussing some play trends, me and my co-host Todd Whitestone from spstreamer.com. Um, if you guys aren't following Todd as well, he's at Telestar7 on Twitter and he writes for SPStreamer.com where you can find his free article every Monday where he goes through the player trends in the main event on the NFPC and discusses the the standings too and the overall and um, some various. Every week he likes to include uh, something different with the stats. He looks at the 80th percentile in certain categories to help you gauge how far you are from becoming... Um, eighty 80 percentile in those stat categories. So it's a good gauge for yourself to learn where you need to be in certain stats. Um, yeah, so that's what we're going to discuss on this podcast. We'll discuss the ads, the drops, and some other noteworthy things, some player news and stuff like that. Um, once again, I want to thank everyone who took the extra 17 to 97 seconds to leave a rating or review of the podcast. It really means a lot to me. So again, thank you for everyone who's done that so far and um who will continue to do so so appreciate that appreciate you all for listening um much love much love for sure hope everyone is enjoying the start of the summer um and isn't doing whatever they need to do to get yourself in the right state of mind and to you know really thrive in life so um wish everyone well throughout your days for sure um so yeah we'll get right into the podcast hope you All folks, welcome back to the Pull Hitter Podcast. I am Rob DiPietro, the Deadpool Hitter. You can find me on Twitter at Hitter. I'm once again joined by my co-host Todd Whitestone from SPStreamer.com. Todd, how are you today, my man?
0: Fine, Rob. How's it going, buddy?
1: Good. Staying um, Today I'm staying cool inside a little bit. Uh, give my body a sunbreak. I've been uh, in the sun the last two days at the beach with the family. And um, so today, get a little bit of a reprieve uh, for a couple mm-hmm. hours. Come inside um but my dogs want to go out but they can't stay out too long it's like 102 out here the real feel um with the humidity it just uh has new york feeling it must feel like a buck 40 over there
0: it's like yeah it's really hot (laughs) you go out for like two or three blocks and you're like okay that's enough of this uh stuff but but uh no i was telling you before that my son is visiting from the seattle area and it was 109 uh there this week so he picked the right week to visit and uh the pavement is buckling on i5 out there and it's just crazy so i i think he's actually feeling like it's not too bad here
1: <laughs> <laughs> which is crazy to say you know oh yeah. well, wow 109 that's just uh, that's something yeah, right. else that's really that's really wild i didn't, I didn't I, even know that until you told me but uh yeah. probably because all the wrong things are trending on twitter but um <laughs> uh, man. So you had a little bit of uh, you know, a shortened um article this week yes. on SP Streamer, uh because your family obligation. So right. we you skipped, you know, the uh the wonderful um, you know, pop culture puns, which I'm really <laughs> I'm really disappointed in. But but yeah, know, obviously you brought some, you know, the the information that everyone comes for, um talking about you know fab bids on the week, how much they cost around the league, and obviously who the main Pickups were and the guys who are still at the top of the main event overall standing. so let's get right to it. Um, yeah. And it looked like the the you know the dollars, um, the average winning bid picked up just a little bit, two yep. bucks from last yep. week's 1478 to this week's 1682. Yep. Um, so that was pretty interesting. What else did you find um, going down that rabbit hole?
0: Yeah, I, I, Rob, I, I was kind of I'm kind of a little surprised in retrospect. I know this spending has slowed down. But I think if you'd asked me four weeks ago, I would have said it would have slowed down even more than it really has. Mm. So, so right now, uh, in the past week, sixteen dollars and eighty-two cents per uh, amount per player. One, excuse me. And uh, since everybody's winning around two players, that was around thirty-two bucks. And uh, that means that the average main event owner has spent seven hundred and ten, which leaves them with two ninety for the remainder of the season. And we're just short of halfway. So that's pretty healthy spending in my book. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I mean, I think there's gonna be another ratchet downward maybe in a week or two where people start spending under 10 because I just, you just can't even even 15 or 20 per bid is still more than the numbers can allow.
1: Um, Right. Right.
0: Uh, right now, if you average the remaining 15 fab periods, people can spend $22 per period. But again, that would if they're winning two players, that's $11 per player. So you would wow. think that yeah. they're going to pull it down even more. Um, but I think some of the owners are just like, I'm just going to keep keep buying players till I can't buy them anymore, you know, and <laughs> and 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 they're just, they're in a little bit of a hole, whether they're fifth or 10th or whatever, and they're just, they're just going to keep going. So I was surprised at that, number one. Uh, number two, uh, the, the leading uh, fab acquisitions were uh, Kyle Muller, Amir Garrett, Jose Alvarado, and Brad Brock. So you can see that the closers were the targets right for for people and I'm sure they're feeling stressed because they in particular teams they don't have enough saves
1: right right just chasing chasing the old saves um, right,
0: which is I have a I have
1: a I have a t-shirt in the making Todd and it's gonna be wonderful I'm hoping to okay, well,
0: uh, fulfill me. I'm going to buy one of those shirts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause I love the shirts on RotoWare, but they, um, I feel like there's tons of, um, of, of other fantasy appropriate things that uh, aren't um, out yet. So um, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm working to get them out there. So uh, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to really get some, some of the things that, you know, that, that we talk about, you know, and you know, all the fantasy players are going through as they go along the season. So it should be interesting, but yeah, like an our league, um, that went together you know i noticed that you picked up garrett and um did you have did did you have him backed up with other closers or was uh, was he the prime target obviously
0: yeah he was my yeah. target that i was going for there but i mean that my team there i've told you before is really hurting in in a variety of ways so you know i'm i'm not sure i'm really a contender there i did have Jose Alvarado as a backup bid, but um, but uh, Garrett at least looked pretty good in his uh, last few outings so I thought maybe if I could get him maybe you never know the Reds could actually go with something consistent as opposed to what they've done already
1: yeah who knows what they're really gonna do you know obviously uh you know Brad Brock was um another targeted um guy in in fab um and yeah you just gotta wonder the same thing if they're just gonna try one guy for a little bit or still still you know just go with whoever they want and you know Heath Embry I'm sure will pick up the next one and drive (laughs) everyone completely nuts but yeah um yeah, uh, let's see. I'm I'm down to 263 bucks in in what our mean? league, and I was my biggest um, thought process this weekend was um, still, you know, I needed some pitching, I needed some some good quality pitching, and I was more looking at towards the like a rest of the season look. And Eduardo Rodriguez was available in our league, and um, yeah. still shows well in the rest of the season projections on fan graphs and really if you look underneath the hood there's just a ton of stuff that's still going right for him um he's just been having like a, a lot of misfortune um and you know just I just thought, like, you know, from a standpoint of what this guy can possibly give me the rest of the season, I was really torn about, like, how much to try to bid for him. So, I hadn't been in there for, I think, uh, yeah, 53, I was the the backup bid. Um, He was one for 81 bucks, and I kind of knew he was going for that price. I just didn't – I didn't want to dip below 200, you know, so – it, it was tough, but uh i'm kind of i hope I don't regret that trying to lock down a you know like a good rest of season starter
0: yeah i he's he he could reel off a couple of good months, rob, but uh, I've been generally disappointed with him now now having said all that, the Red sox are going to win their's more than their share of games, so I think he could provide wins even with a four four and a half era, but right. I'm not sure. I mean 81 at this point of the season I forget how much money you have left you said but um that's a that's a pretty healthy bid of 81 uh, I don't know how much would you have had left if you had bid 81
1: um I w- would be under 200 I'd be about like 180
0: Yeah so that Yeah it was tough It would be tough to do but I mean if it was a guy that was more consistent maybe uh do it but it's just a very
1: odd profile. You know, his KBB is 22%. It's actually the highest of his career. Um, his uh-huh. The the Sierra sitting at 345 compared to his 583 ERA, and even the FIP and the xFIP fip backed that up with 356 and 335. Um, you know, he, he, he his fly ball um, bucket has come down from last um, – went up from last year, but still down from his previous year's Um, and, and, you know, I don't know, it just seems like, uh, there's definitely some better days coming for him here. I think it's just from the, you know, his, even his home runs to barrels which always been like pretty, um, wonky ratio for, Uh for him, you know, he has Uh 17 barrels, 12 homers given up. Normally that should be like 58 percentage. Uh, that's a little higher than, than that, but, um, I don't know. It just, uh, I, I looked at it for a while uh the zone contact is still healthy at 83 percent so below league average um you know he just not get it just doesn't seem like he's getting enough guys to chase that that's at 27 percent compared to last year's 31 and a half percent um but uh like i said like all the estimators kind of think he's you know uh be doing a lot better and his rest of season Projection for Steamer, still shows him at ninety-three strikeouts for rest of the season in um, in eighty-five innings. I still think that you know, very, very good um, for a pitcher. So, uh, you know, again, this was one of the ones I thought about pretty hard about you know making it a splashy bid to you know try to get a rest of the season starter. Um, but uh, I didn't win him. So.
0: Okay. Yeah, okay. We'll, we'll see what happens. I think he he's he's a streaky guy. He could provide value. But I, I'm not sure. I think if I were you, I'd rather have the $81 and not the player.
1: Right. Right. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, I made the right choice. So, yeah. So you mentioned Kyle Muller. Uh, we'll stay yes. on the starting pitching right here. He was picked up in 40 leagues um, for a high bid of 61, um, and for a low, uh, the lowest winning bid he had was four bucks, I believe. Yep. Yep. And yep. Um, yeah, so average winning bid across all the 40 bids is 28 bucks. Um, I actually thought he I actually thought there was going to be some higher bids for him. But, um, you know, uh, Muller, you know, f- so far he looked pretty solid. Um, yep. Did you have um, anything toward Kyle Muller in any of your I leagues? Did,
0: yeah, I did get him in uh, not in the main events, but I got him one online league and one auction league.
1: Hmm, OK, uh, So
0: that was fine. I didn't sp- spend very much for him. Um, I do think he has potential, and the Braves, again, are a pretty good team, so they'll get wins. Um, So the question is, can he be consistent? I think he has shown a pretty good strikeout rate in the last two outings, and that's created some interest. Um, And the Braves certainly need another starter. It's not like there's somebody right on the border that is ready to take his spot.
1: Right, right.
0: Um, So so that's good, but um, certainly – writing rookie pitchers has not been a profitable experience <laughs> so far
1: yeah um, that's for sure yeah <laughs> but, the walk the walk the walk percentage that. in the minors kind of scared me off a little bit that was the only thing i could really like yeah, yeah. find is like 14 last year 13 and a half uh sorry uh two years ago 13 and a half percent this year yeah. um i kind of like you know that's that's kind of rough translating to the major league level because, uh, you know, I feel like in the minors there really should be no way that he's pitching around anyone. Right. So just yeah. like um, just having trouble finding the spots, but you know um, and the brave offense, you know, hopefully we can pick up for him to get some more run support, but you know, this got me wondering too, about a lot of guys like, you know, who are, who aren't signed, who could possibly just help teams looking to preserve young arms until the later season, right. guys like like Rick Purceller. Like, it, it, I don't understand how he's not signed to, you know, mm-hmm. a team who just needs some pitching just to fill in those five, right. six innings a game um, instead of relying so much or a team just so hell bent on getting the bullpen in the game, you know, and and going that route. Um, it's just, yeah. uh, there's some veteran arms I feel like that could be signed and just give, it, give some teams some innings, you know.
0: It could happen. I mean, I haven't heard any news on Porcello. I don't know if he's working out or what he's doing, but um, I think, yeah, the the three or four or five inning reliever is kind of almost extinct. It seems like they they either have guys that can go one or two innings or they have the starters. And that's, that's, it doesn't seem like maybe there's one guy in each staff that can pitch three or four innings. And I think that's, I think that's an oversight on part of most teams because I think that's a valuable position to have like three guys that can give you three innings.
1: Right. Yeah. I, I yeah, absolutely agreed. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see what Muller can um, keep doing. Um, you know, he's got a pretty good pitch mix. You know, uh, he's got the fastball, slider, curveball, and he mixes a uh, pretty good um, each. Right. Sprinkled in a little bit of a changeup. He didn't show it in his first start, but his last two starts, he three and a half percent and six and a half percent on the change. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean he he he. It seems like uh, another one of the you know those braves like pitch the contact type guy uh, as long as you get the the uh the, the walk rate in, intact intact right. might see I a little bit
0: might be the kind of guy Rob where you you bench him against the, the good offenses
1: mm, right
0: and, and you know he's a good streamer against the bottom half of the, of the major league teams because the, the ones that are really good like say a dodger team they're going to probably wait him out and make them walk people and it's not going to be a good experience so that would be my outlook initially with him is to try to fit him against some of the weaker teams and see if that works
1: right right yes just looking at the projection systems for him steamer has got the most you know rosiest outlook for him at a 4-4 era Um, Uh but um yeah they they don't to think that he's gonna have success uh, with the walks is pretty high whip projection and walk rate. So um, yeah, I think if he gets that in 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 check, he he could definitely um, be a solid contributor. And I think everyone got him for some decent prices right here. You know, thirty dollars, twenty eight bucks, yeah. thirty two bucks. A good good a good range to take a flyer on uh, yeah, Kyle exactly. Muller.
0: And people were spending more on the relief pitchers, so I don't think he attracted the really high numbers.
1: Right right exactly um we'll we'll hit the relievers separately i actually just want to maybe fly through like uh a two more pitches and then we'll pick the relievers but um did mm-hmm. you have any interest this weekend mr zach thompson he went in um let's see 29 leagues he was picked right. up a lot last week as well i uh, went for high as 122 um and an average uh, winning bid across the 29 leagues at 40 almost 43 bucks um
0: mm-hmm. i actually
1: uh picked him up in um an auction league i have um in a 15-team auction league and I lost a bid for him here um as well um did did you have any um any bids in for I, Mr. Zach Thompson? I did Thompson?
0: put him in the, the the waterfalls that I had for pitchers mm-hmm. um I didn't get him anywhere I think he's a good option especially because of that park um but I'm not sure he's going to pitch more than five innings at a shot uh but I I do like him I do think he has potential um the 122 and the The bid's over a hundred, I'm not sure about that. But he is, uh, I think he's as interesting as Kyle Muller and I would have no quarrel with people picking him up of course.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. He's a big guy too, six, seven uh, really okay. got some extension on his uh, on his release. Um, and I know some people had actually, uh, you know, professed a little bit of a concern over like if, you know, if Enrique Hernandez comes back and, um, you know, would they would they still keep Zach Thompson up? Would he fit in the rotation? Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, his. Let's see his rest of the season on Steamer shows pretty nice four four or four ERA. So they kind of like him a little bit better than uh Kyle Muller. Um definitely showed some nasty stuff with a good pitch mix. Um using the you know, like kind of uh a little bit of that, you know. Uh, Blake Snell blueprint going hot, you know, high heat and uh low and away with the off speed. But um, I like I kind of like He's just watching his game. Um, just taking away the game line, just 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 watching him on the mound. He just seems like a, a very poised young kid. You know, um, that's not super young. He's twenty seven, so maybe that's that's the difference there. But um, he's 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 definitely been impressive in his first couple starts.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think he's worth uh, worth picking up for sure. Did you get him anywhere, Rob?
1: I just got him in a 15 team auction league. Okay. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So not the, not the auction um, championships that, um, that, that me and Phil and versus you Uh, just, the um, online auction leagues uh, that were uh, less, less entry um, Mm -hmm. fees than the uh, bigger ones. But um, yeah, so I'm hoping, I'm hoping to get some, some quality starts from him. Uh, Like I said, he just seems to be, uh, you know, a nice young talent. And I think that, that, I think that older age is just, uh, I think he's ready to pitch, you know? He seems like he just knows what he wants to do on the mound, you know?
0: Yeah, good, good, good.
1: Yeah. Uh, Nick, I want to talk about is Mr. John Gray um, on the Colorado Rockies. picked up in 22 leagues for as high as 71 bucks. Um, average winning bid of 27 bucks across those leagues. Um, and they're just reading uh, MLB trade rumors. Uh, they – you know, have him listed as one of the top likeliest guys to be moved at the break, and I'm thinking maybe this—you know—that's what the driver is behind the pickup here, right? Is it's just amazing. looking at the possibility that he gets moved to a better park and um, to utilize his skills a lot better. What do you think about John Gray?
0: He's always had talent, and I, I think uh, of note, he his velocity just recently ticked up a bit, which is a little unusual for the middle of the season. It was up to, like, 96 or something. Um, so that's good. Uh, I'm I'm not a big fan of Rocky's pitchers, and maybe he is going to get moved to a better team. But I didn't really participate in this uh, bidding uh, effort. But it could work. It could work. He's he's always had the talent. And until recently, like last year, he was a bit of a disappointment. But this year, I think he's been pitching better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's, um, yeah, he, he's always been one of those guys where like, should you roster and should you not roster, you know, yeah. um, or should you, you know, it's always like a, a tough, t- 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 tough choice of like, um, especially in the high stakes league to have a guy on your bench that you're only going to start, you know, on the, on the road, yeah, I guess right. is a, a problem I have in our league with Mar- um, Marquez, you know, um, I obviously started, I, I did start him this week though. Um, so yeah, almost, almost got that pitch. note. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't, Is this first the pirates at home. Plus he, he just been pitching a lot better than I think that people realize. Um, uh-huh. but yeah, so, you know, John Gray his uh, history, you know, on the road is, 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 is not, um, so rosy, you know, but I guess, uh, you see four or five, four or five ERA for his career away. Um, So not 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 anything to blow your socks off. But I guess the thinking here is you'd have to adjust less with the traveling of the, you know, the air Mm -hmm. in air in Colorado and then air on the, you know, on the road. So um, but I think the play there is hoping he gets traded for sure.
0: Right. My my general feeling, which maybe is not proven in fact, Rob, is that when pitchers starting pitchers get traded midseason, they don't sort of hit the ground running as soon as they get to their new team. There's a lot of adjustments to be made uh, new catching staff their new new pitching coach and it just seems like they don't you can't just plug them in mentally and say okay he's now pitching for Atlanta or something and so it's going to be just as if he'd been there all year. Right. Uh, so Good I'm, point. I'm, I'm not sure about that but there are exceptions to that rule of course um but john gray like i said he's always had talent i think i would be more interested personally if he got traded this year in in drafting him next year you Mm. know after he's gone through the the period of adjustment and maybe then he would be ready to go but he could he could catch fire over the next two months if he's traded sure
1: right absolutely that's a good point you know (laughs) always uh Got to think about all the, you know, all the whole context. And I think you nailed it there, saying it's not just about leaving Colorado. It's a right. new catcher, new new teammates, everything. Um, something. Exactly.
0: And, and one other thing to remember is you just can't uh, ever predict what the Rockies are going to do. I mean, yeah.
1: <laughs> Good point.
0: Seriously, Rob, I, if if I would say out of the 30 major league teams, I have less confidence in predicting what the Colorado Rockies are going to do than any other management group. So, you might oh, yeah. you might think it's pretty obvious they're gonna trade trevor Story and you know uh, John Gray and these guys, but i I have no confidence that's really what they're gonna do. <laughs> that's
1: a very good point. that's a very good point <laughs> uh, you know i yeah it's I feel the same way about it. so many guys in their team like um you know. I think early in the year, you know, I professed my love for Daza, and um, you know, yep, yep. he was on fire. He was hitting the ball, and then
0: I remember, I remember, and then he
1: got benched, you know, for like five out of six games. And I said, oh, I can't catch, you know, I'm not going to carry this guy anymore. And I dropped him, and he continued to not play too much. And then all of a sudden, it's like he played every day again, and he was scorching the ball again, and <laughs> you know, and I missed out on you know repicking him yeah, back keep, up. They
0: keep bringing in veterans a- to block younger players when there's no reason to do it, and right. I just, I just don't know what they're trying to accomplish.
1: (laughs) It's like getting so excited about Brandon Rogers, you know, and I just feel like it's going to be like another week of him getting some PT and then he's just going to go crashing into the ground. It's like, I know even McMahon was like a little hurt or there was something like undisclosed because he, you know, he missed like some games too. And, uh, I had, you know, I had some people reaching out to me, what should I do about Ryan McMahon, you know, and I like, look closer. you know, how come he missed all these games, just the Rockies being rocky, but I think it ended up coming out that he was uh, experiencing some type of illness or something mm-hmm. that caused him to miss some games, but, um, yeah. all right, so let's move into the closers, um, I think the, the biggest picks up, pickups of the week in terms of the closers was Amir Garrett, um, he picked up in 39 leagues as high as he got your wow bid of the week at 373 bucks um yeah that is a wow yeah that is a wow he had four bids over 100 at 108 120 133 and that 373 bid um you know uh, his his lowest bid was you know these ones that crack me up is the dollar win you know with the zero backup bid it's just uh i almost feel like where is that league? You know, that's that's interesting. You know, that's just just a dollar win and zero on the runner up. But um, yeah. you know, I think Garrett in the in, in his last you know thirty days has really kind of picked it up. Um, and I feel like he should be the guy they try to give a little more.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, there's uh, you know, nobody the run really that makes right. sense. There's nobody that makes sense. Sims is out for quite some time, I think. Right. And uh, I mean, Brad Brock was he was. He's only pitched in the ninth inning once, and that was the time he got the save. So I right. really find it hard to believe that they're going to start to rely upon Brad Brock. But...
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I crazy. I would think so, too. You know, I can, And Garrett's last uh, 10 games been six innings pitch, you know, 10 strikeouts, three saves. Uh, you know, it's, uh, his leverage index is up there at 1.88, the second highest in his team in that span after Antone. Um, yeah. You know, the KDBB is 33.3 got the walk down to 8.3 percent so it's there the first strike is all still a little concerning um but it seems like he's finding his groove again um I saw a couple things on when I was just uh looking at baseball Havant, and it just looked like his um his release you know got more um consistent and uh, so maybe he played with where he was standing on the rubber and just stuff like that you know so maybe he made the appropriate tweaks um I still think he's a meatball from you know from, from saying that he was the closer in the beginning of the season um but you know definitely if you need saves I think this was the guy you tried to get this weekend um for, for sure you know
0: yeah he, and I know
1: you got him in well in, he's
0: a meatball for more than that just that reason
1: oh yeah that's that's for sure that's for sure i know i know you got him in our league for 41 yes. bucks did you get him in any other leagues or this was the I only think, league?
0: yes one one other league i picked him up in uh forget which one now but yes i i think he's worth a, a shot i don't believe that um let's see i'm just checking which one it was uh yeah it was it was one of the auction leagues again yeah but um but, yeah I mean he, I think he, he, he could work out Rob I don't have high expectations that even if he gets most of the save opportunities that he's gonna convert every one right um,
1: but he also had, like the tightest uh, like the real like the tightest bid I've seen recently like consistently um, the the winner and the runner-up were really really close like 67 63 63 wow. 55 uh, um, 58 to 48. Uh, f- 55 47 47 39 you yeah. know uh, so 41 38 42 41 so it's really a lot of a lot of close bidding for him yeah. um and it seems to be like uh you know that the that the teams are well are def- i guess owners are definitely um assessing i think you know looking more of uh at what the bid history has been right in the last couple of weeks in your league i think i think um you know it's, it's like the, it's the last step in, in when I fab, like, uh, it'll be the last thing I look at to kind of adjust my own bids, but it's something like I think if you don't look at, um, you know, that you're falling asleep a little bit because it's there, it's there for you to use that, you know, to, uh, see, you know, how everyone's been trending and, or if even anyone had been bidding, right. You know, uh, I've noticed a couple of teams, um, in, in one team, in my OC, you know, and, uh it's just like you notice oh you know this guy's been inactive for three weeks you know so right. even if even if you look at the standing and can say oh okay like this guy has um he may be you know this guy may want saves and then you go over to the bid history and you're like oh he hasn't bid on anyone in three four weeks so maybe he doesn't want anybody or you know not paying attention so um,
0: yeah, he has a lot of fab dollars left it's not really relevant
1: not really relevant exactly so uh definitely something to look at you know if you if just make it part of your, of your, of your system of, of, of trying to figure out how much you want to bid on a player, look at the standing, see who's behind you, see who's in front of you, see who may not have to bid on, you know, saves or whatever you're going for power and uh, try to, you know, inco- obviously you're not going to, it's not going to, um, you know, it all takes is one guy who really loves the player to, you know, throw that off balance, but yeah. it definitely helps. It's, it's there. So use it, you know, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we mentioned Brad Brock. He was the he was uh, another heavily picked up closer, um, whatever, partial closer. <laughs> I don't even know what you yeah. want to call him,
0: yeah, but exactly. uh, he
1: definitely didn't go for as much as Amir Garrett, but still um, went in a, a decent amount of leagues. Um, one guy behind Amir Garrett uh, going in 36 leagues was another lefty, Jose Alvarado, um, right. entering the mess that is the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, what what a chain of events. Harardi says he's out and then he to have a double header and he actually saved the game because Alvarado, um, you know, kind of faltered a little bit and um, you know, <laughs> it's just, and then Archie Bradley too. So we'll talk about Alvarado and Archie Bradley here. Did you have any interest in any of these guys?
0: I did bid on uh, Alvarado, not so much on Bradley. Mm-hmm. I mean, Alvarado is interesting. I think he could be a closer. The problem is, as everybody has mentioned, his high walk rate, I think it's 19%, and uh, that's really not good for a closer. That's the one thing that can just submarine you. So, I do think he's interesting. Maybe he could straighten it out if he's given a good run at a closer. But the Phillies haven't shown any inclination to do that. They haven't right. shown any inclination to let a guy work through a blown save. Right. So right. I think Nerys could get saves. Alvarado could get saves. Bradley could get saves. And- you know, one third share of a closing job is not really all that helpful.
1: Yeah. It's, 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 it's definitely tough because, you know, just trying to guess like which way they're going to go. And, you know, I ended up with Bradley in in, in two spots where he was my backup bid to, um, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. you
1: know, uh, Garrett. So, um, and, and Cisnero. So, um, you know, I I don't like the walk rate. You know, I don't like uh really the swinging strike rate is at four, you know four point three percent in the last thirty days. Is you know it's K wow. to BB is 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 under four percent. It's 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 not pretty for sure. But obviously we know sometimes just having the role um definitely benefits. You know, uh but we don't know if he has a role. And right. is just I mean he so neftali police had him pitched in in baseball since 2017 and he put him in the highest leverage position he could <laughs> in the one game you know like uh, it was just bad it ended up leading to disaster of course you know because Castellanos took him deep uh it's just like I just questioned Ch- Ch- Roddy's like a, you know it's not easy uh, I guess it's not as easy as putting Chapman um or Mo no, in there no. like he like he was accustomed to on the Yankees but you know I I I, I kind of think that, you know, Connor is like a sneaky, you know, yeah. guy too. I and mean, he hasn't been using a lot of high leverage, but um, it's also one of those things if the Phillies decide to, you know, move on from the other guys, if they're not in the race, you know, who knows? maybe he just happens to land in a in a spot. But yeah, I wanted to ask you, what do you think the like what do you think the pos- like the probability that Nerese just gets it back? You know, like I think that's still the best option.
0: (laughs) It could be. I mean, I I would say, I would say a little, maybe uh, 40% would be my guess. I just think the most likely outcome, Rob, is that they just, there's a sort of a merry-go-round the whole season. I just think he, Girardi can't, he doesn't have the trust built up in any of them so that even if they get two saves but they blow the third, I could see him picking a different guy the next time. Right. So that, that's the problem with the situation is that you really need a solid run. And I don't know if any of these pitchers is capable of that. And and on top of all of that, all of those problems, you also have the, the difficulty that they are having trouble negotiating the sixth and seventh innings, not just the ninth. So, right. So, are they going to get to the ninth inning with that one run lead? I'm not even sure that's going to. Be.
1: <laughs> I know, I, I, you know, I know. Um, what's his name? Look very impressive in that bulk type of piggyback role is uh, Bailey Falter. Um, yeah. he, he he's been lights out. You know, he he's pitched uh, 13 innings, 15 strikeouts. Um, yeah. See, so he's got ERA at 2.77. The Sierra's at 2.35. Uh, the K to B, yeah. 31.3 K percentage, 2% walk percentage. Um, I mean, he seems to be like, you know, I don't know if they're going to continue using him in this role or, you know, maybe he replaces Howard, Spencer um, Howard starting since he was sent down. But yes, yes. he's a guy I feel like um, might be a sneaky ad for, for anyone looking to have like a, uh, like a bulk piggyback arm that might get some wins. Uh-huh. Across the way, or who knows, maybe get some three out saves, uh, three inning saves from from the sixth inning on. You know, yeah. so. I was uh,
0: interested in him uh, a couple weeks back when I thought he was going to get some starts, but it, it hasn't really worked out. They've kept him in the bullpen, and I could certainly see that as a decision because they need help in the bullpen for sure.
1: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, but uh, I mentioned Jose Cisnero. Um. He was. Picked up in twenty five leagues for uh, let's see, he went for pretty average winning bid of sixteen bucks, as high as forty six. Um, you know, Michael Fulmer keeps getting hurt, keeps yeah. coming back. Uh, yeah. It's it, it, it's a shame because it seems like he you know he found like a nice nice little role there and settled right. into something, uh, but he just keeps making trip to the IL. And this was one too, like even bidding backup for Cesnaro, just like well. You know, uh, I know it's like it sounds really extravagant, like a cervical right brain, but it's basically a neck brain. So who knows? He could have slept on something, you know, his face wrong. Who knows? But um, here's another, you know, thing where I was thinking, like, well, he could just come back and it showed like they want him to be the guy. And even, with him out, it just, uh, you know, it could be flip-flop between Cisnero and Gregory Soto as well. Did you have any uh, conditionals in for Jose Cisnero?
0: I did put him way, way down the list, though, but I did not get him. Uh, I do agree that it's one of three guys, and that makes it less interesting. Plus, the Tigers, again, don't win that many games. Right. right. So it's really a hard one to keep a roster spot open. I did have Fulmer in one place. And I dropped him not because I disagree with you. I still think he could get saves, but it's just it's just been too frustrating. He keeps getting in and out of the lineup, and he hasn't had that many opportunities.
1: Right, right, absolutely. And Cisnero and and Soto have been very very good in the last last thirty days. They both have you know wonderful ratio, wonderful metrics. Um, so, you know, you can kind of see the the Tigers playing, the, you know, the matchup game with the two of them, for sure. Um, right. Yeah. The bullpen actually hasn't
0: been that bad, you know. It's, uh, just No, Soto's but, been better. Uh, he, right. I don't know if you saw him early in the season, but he he didn't know where the ball was going. Right. Was kind, of, kind of like the uh, wild thing. It mm-hmm. Could go 10 feet up on the screen or it could be <laughs> uh, right down the middle. So, Uh, But I think he's been better lately. His control has been better. Uh, Yeah. He could continue that. He does have the stuff to get people out for sure.
1: Yeah, it's definitely been better in the last two weeks. Um, His first pitch strike has been almost 60%, which is way better than his career norm. And, uh, yeah, um, you know, just uh, he definitely has an electric arm. So, uh, again, you know. Maybe he's worked on some tweaks and 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 found what he needs to do to throw more strikes. And but you know they they seem to love him too. You know and they he's very versatile. Um, Obviously he can he can even pitch some multi inning games and uh, you know obviously the lefty so he can squash down any lefties as well. So that'll be an interesting um, bullpen to keep an eye on the rest of the way. Uh, Two other guys just wanted to mention briefly. Um, Again, you know everyone's just you know trying to find him saved wherever they can and Joaquin Soria and Greg Holland you know we're back at it this week uh you you know not not crazy bid but Soria was one in 13 league that he was available in and um you know nothing too wild or uh crazy expensive It's he went for 29 the highest and um Greg Holland went for 39 at the highest and um I feel like you know obviously like what you mentioned with the Tigers the the Diamondbacks are just not winning, and I think that yes, they're going to get well, worse once they start cool. trading. Yeah, and 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 just Soria himself hasn't really been, you know, good. Um, and then Greg Holland, uh, you know, <laughs> just of course the, you know, Casey doing the. Tampa Bay Ray and just pretty much what I think what all teams will evolve to again Todd I think I mentioned like last week I think I think next year I'm just taking four close in the top ten rounds and <laughs> and just even if one just loses the you know like gets hurt like Rosenthal or Yates, at least yeah, hey I got right. three more like I don't, but care. I don't care. the guys like Hayter and Hendrick they're really just distancing themselves from being like uh you know obviously they too can get hurt too but you know I just want to like you know like everyone says you're wasting Draft resource, but, you know, just going to chase saves all year long. Is it worth it? You
0: know? <laughs> I know, it is frustrating. I mean, in the shortened season of 2020, the, a lot of the top closers were really poor draft picks. Right. Right. So, there's no guarantee, but I do. I have heard also that people are thinking about, I'm just going to take closers in the second and third <laughs> round, and then I'm not going to have to worry about it. <laughs> So that's I don't know if that's that sounds like an overreaction to me, but, uh, you know, it is it is frustrating to have to spend each week and to be thinking about Jose Cisnero and all the, all his uh, friends.
1: Right. Right. Well, I mean, you know, so for Holland in the last, uh, I see the last 15 days, he's gotten the uh, the two saves for the Royals. Um uh-huh. It's interesting, you know, that they're going back to Holland. Uh still yeah. think that Scott Barlow is the best the best arm in in the bullpen, you know, mm-hmm. he's got the he- not working in the highest of leverage but he it's close and but just his numbers across the board is k to bb and uh it just seems to be the best I just think they just love him too much in that versatile role um yeah. again it's says even even across the way just uh just looking at their team in the last 15 days like Holland is the only reliever with an under 10 walk percentage but everyone everyone's walking a lot of guys Zimmer is at 14.3 um, Barlow even himself 12 and a half percent yeah. Stalmont at 17%. So they're definitely struggling on, 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 def, you know, throwing strikes. And I think that's hurting their, their team's chances to win um, for sure. So,
0: definitely. yeah. I mean, yeah. Holland, I watched him a couple of times. Uh, maybe it was two weeks ago, Rob. And he just did not look good to me.
1: Right. Right.
0: He, <laughs> he just looked way too hittable. Uh, you know, a few years ago, I think he had some good stuff, but he doesn't look like he can really fool that many people. And yeah he's smart enough not to walk the bases loaded and that sort of thing but you know a guy only gets you so far and i don't think i don't think i would be confident with him in a uh, protecting a one run lead for one inning and that's that's kind of what you need you know right
1: and he's got that, you know, that odd follow through, like where he ends up almost at first base. It's pretty wild. You know, it's really it's really wild. Anything up the middle, he has zero chance of even snagging with his glove or anything. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. So, all right, we're, we're done with the closers. Uh, let's get to the the hitter of the weekend, which um, which was Mr. Keston Hiora. Um, right. Picked up in 26 leagues for as high as 137. Um, average winning bid was 78 bucks, and his average backup bid was 54 bucks. So, yeah. everyone's back on the hero train. Uh, he, you know, <laughs> let's see, he had one, two, three, four, five, seven winning bids over 100 bucks. So, yeah, he did. Everyone's back on him. Um they, you know, love, him. He, they
0: love him again. Uh, he had the weekend
1: so. to really, you know, you know, he, he really <laughs> sweetened the pot for the fab bitters. Uh <laughs> I have to admit, uh, he wasn't available in both of my mains, but I I picked him up in my OC. Again, one sure. of those situations where I, th- I had about 350 bucks left. And you know, from it's my first time playing in the in the OC. And um obviously like it was kind of intuitive, but just reading other veteran players saying uh you know in the 12 teamers it it's not as bad to be too too low on fab because right. there's there's options for cheap um right. so i took that into account uh i dropped Solak. um so i'm like 22nd overall and in in the oc and one spot yeah, where i really well. Yeah, and one spot it was like one of those weeks too where I looked at the overall standings and saw where I could make a possible run. And it was power, you know. So it kind of made sense for me. Um the, and then, and then it took me like an hour to really pick a, the price, you know, like how to that 40, I had it at 42, and then I dropped it down to 32, and then I had it at 75 at one point, because I was like, you know what, I just really need to get them. Uh, but I ended up getting them for 62. The backup okay. bid was fo- 44. So it was, uh, <laughs> you know, I was happy that I got them because, uh, like I said, I could use a power influx. And flux and, um, and Solak was just like on that, you know, I held on to him, but I think maybe too long. Uh, again, this is uh, one thing that uh, I've been trying to really do in the last couple of weeks is really look at my own team. I'm always looking at how I can improve my team through, through the ads, but uh, I wasn't doing enough as looking at who I should – you know, really be dropping or just having a fair assessment of my players, you know, trying not to be too biased uh, about either picks or, you know, how much I had, uh, you know, um, invested in a player. So, so back there, Mr. Hiura, um, what do you think about who I think he's going to give anyone like a, a good shot in the arm or you think he's just yeah. going to be a dud again?
0: Well, he's going to get the playing time. That's one good thing. I think mm-hmm. with Vogelbach out, he's definitely going to play. Uh, he still has strikeout problems. Number two, um, but I do I do think that you know he had a couple of nice moments over the last few days, and sometimes that's all it takes is to get a sort of a positive vibe. Right. I think he's not as nearly as bad as what he was showing. Right. So I think he can hit homers. I, I have been disappointed with the fact that he doesn't seem to really run anymore. I think he's capable of. Of stealing bases too but uh he doesn't really have that in his arsenal it seems um i i did i was pleased because in one of the mains i had we got we got him for the lowest amount rob we got him for the 10 you see on this on the yeah. so I that was it. good that was uh kind of amazing i didn't,
1: yeah I didn't with a two dollar backup yeah plan. that's yeah, it, it was the. It's crazy. It's the only winning bid under forty-four bucks, and it was the only backup bid that yeah. was under thirty bucks. <laughs> so it, it was weird yeah, seeing so that 10 and, 10, and ten and two is, is yeah. That's that's really wild.
0: It was crazy. It was crazy. So so it just goes to show you that sometimes you think, well, it's not worth it even put a bid in because, and most of the time you're right. But in this case, and once in a blue moon, it does work. That. People are just not focused on a particular player for whatever reason. And so I, we slipped them through, and hopefully he can help that one main event team. Um, but yeah, yeah I, to answer your question, I do think it's a worthy gamble. I just think you have to stay tuned in on the strikeout rate and make sure that he's not really hurting you badly in batting average.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, uh, <laughs> I mean, everybody's struggling in batting average, it just seems like, <laughs> well, you know? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I, I think I think aside from I know you mentioned the stolen base, it's, it's, it's definitely interesting because it, I mean, even his sprint speed on on stat cats down to 56 percentile. So um yeah, I don't know where that kind of went, but two things like one thing that you mentioned was they had a pretty good weekend, and one of the things for me wasn't so much like the home run or the good at bats, it was just like he had the he had a game winning hit. Um and I think
0: that
1: was a sacrifice. Uh, yeah, sorry. It was, a, it was a rip. It was a sacrifice fight uh, left field. If the if the if the outfielder wasn't playing in for the runner, it would definitely have been a single for sure. But uh, right, right. I, I think I think just that just like having his teammates mob him. You know, yeah. I don't know if a lot of the listeners know that he went through some, some family stuff, too. And his mom right. was going through a stage of uh, cancer. So, you know, you never know what a player is going through in his exactly. head. So, I'm hoping um, that, you know, with all that aside, he can just, you know, have a little bit of, uh, you know, I think that, you know, everyone knows that the hit tool's there. I think that's why they, they keep no. going back to him. But, you know, um, even if you could just give what you need, you could just a shot in the arm for power. Um, and it, it, it could be a sneaky, decent offense, too, because uh, it looks like yeah. Yellick is starting to find his groove again. And obviously, Alpha has been pretty well all season long. Um, so, I've yeah, yeah.
0: had recently. So, I do think it's definitely worth the gamble. It's definitely worth the, the, the effort. So I think you might, it might pay off. You just have to pay attention to it. I don't think it's it's the kind of player that you can just drop in there and say, no, nah, I'm not even going to worry about it.
1: Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Next player I wanted to bring up uh, was Daz Cameron um, on the Tigers. Yeah. so he was scooped up in 22 leagues for as high as 56 bucks um pretty good competitive bid for him backup average uh, winning bid for him was almost 24 and the average backup bid was almost 14 bucks um yeah. what do you think about dad's Cameron um yeah I obviously, like him. yeah yeah
0: I like him uh he can he can uh, hit for power he can hit uh he can he can steal bases um his, he has a strikeout rate issue, I believe. So that that's a concern. But Detroit should let him play. I mean, I don't know why they would not put him in the lineup.
1: Yeah. It's so, it, it's time to get rid of Hazara, just designate him and just let yeah. this kid play because yeah. him and Badu, I know Badu is, is, you know, mostly starting versus righties, but he's getting more time in there. I think he's, the last lefty they, they faced, he he was in the lineup. So uh-huh. um yeah, I think it's you know, just designate no more and 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 just get just let this kid play you know
0: exactly let him let him play let him get some growing pains out of the way and i think he's got talent from everything i have read and when i've seen him play so i would say it's a good ad definitely for those uh, owners that did it i had him in my uh, waterfall uh, but i did not get him anywhere i can't say so uh but i would fully endorse the pickup
1: yeah yeah i um I, I kind of like what he was showing in AAA. he the K rate went under 20% not to say that it was going to transfer to the league but um, if anything around 25 to 28 that's where he's sitting right now 20% would be would be kind of nice you know um, and as long as you can get on base, take advantage of that uh, you know speed um, and I think the power will will come as well. Um, he's shown a very low pull. Percentage as as he's normally shown in the minors when his no when his power would pop. So I think that um I just didn't think I'd have let him run. Just 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 give him some time. Give him some PT. Give him a little shot. little shot in the arm because if he can go like uh you know i think a projection system show him for like uh five and five for the rest of the season that's in 185 plate appearances um actually 200 plate appearances so if he can get a little more and give you like uh if he can even come close to 10 10 the rest of the way i think pretty pretty valuable for sure
0: i agree i think that's conservative
1: yeah right right could be absolutely um Another guy of note that I wanted to bring up was um, Andre Jimenez. Uh, seems like um, everyone's trying to, you know, uh, jump the gun and and beat him to when he's going to get called back and preventing a fab frenzy there. Um, he has been pretty, um, he's been showing some recent power down in the minors, but he's also still striking out a ton. And obviously, you know, it's, everyone in the league is, you know, but um, I still think that, You know, uh, his only path to really getting uh, valuable at-bats, enough at-bats, would be if they traded Cesar Hernandez. But they are playing well Uh, right now. If the season ended, they'd be in the playoffs. So I don't see that happening. Um, And even if it gets called up, I don't know where the at-bats will come. Uh, I've been a, a big Jimenez fan, obviously, since he was on the Mets and uh, I liked what he did last year for us for sure. And I thought that was going to, you know, that, that he was just going to be given the, the, the role um, start, but they went out and signed. Hernandez and I know like everyone who did early uh draft champions were, were pretty stunned by that you know and they're mm-hmm. still you know you just widen their bench right now but um right,
0: right. what's your
1: thoughts on Andres
0: yeah, I and I
1: think I think a question too I just wanted to ask you uh rush. in general like even if it's not a lot of money I mean, there's a couple of bucks you could throw on a guy if you kind of want to like beat that rush right it's like you, you have to be really comfortable in the In the skill set of the player, or really comfortable in like your roster depth, where you could say, you know what, I can maybe put this guy on my team for three weeks and hope that, you know, when he gets called up, I don't have to pay 60 bucks for him. I could pay a couple.
0: Yes, you're exactly right. And that we had that situation in one league, one main event league, and we did add him for a low number. And we're just hoping to hold him for two or three weeks. If there's nothing happening, if he's not, you know, he, there's no rumors of him being called up. He's slumping in the minors. I think we would drop him. But you have to have the right situation, as you said, Rob. You can't do it on a team where you have five injured players. Right. Um, but we, we need steals in one league, and we wanted to at least give it a chance. And uh, hopefully he'll get called up soon, and he, they'll give him a chance to play.
1: Right, right. Yep, yep. I see that. Um, I see that you picked him up right there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I love the speed. You know, it's, it's definitely there. Um, but that, like, bat to ball still was 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 his thing. Um, and I, I don't know. It's a uh, 2018. He was still as low as 15% strikeout rate. And then uh, in 2019, his, his power went up. But he started striking out more. Um, even Triple away right now, his strikeout percentage is at 24. And 24.2% uh, and the swinging strike rate is, 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 is high. It's 15.5%. So I think, yeah, I think that's, that's pretty high for that level for his supposed, you know, hit tool. So I don't know if he's just trying to change, um, you know, his path to, to uh, playing time to showing some power. Um, but he's definitely a different bat, a different, a different tool set than um, I thought he was going to end up you know, being, or maybe completely change it again, but uh, it's definitely different from what I
0: was I think expecting. He can actually use him. Forget about whether you or I want him to be up. I, I do think he provides something that they don't really have right uh, in their lineup. So I would like to believe that they would rethink this over the next couple of weeks. Right, but It may not happen, um, but he does have power. He does have speed and those are hard to find.
1: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I wanted to mention Eduardo Rodriguez. I did that already. And the other guy of note I had, of course, was uh, Mr. Juan De Franco. In the one league he was available, he won for oh, right. four eleven over the backup bid of three twenty five. Um, yeah. If he was available in your league, Todd, would you have spent this much money on him?
0: I don't think so. Even if I'd had a you know like six or seven hundred of fab,
1: still a lot, was, right?
0: Just so much money yeah. and. Uh, <laughs> He, I think, I've seen him play. I'm sure you've watched him too. I think he, he looks like a great young talent. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that he's going to have two months of 320 batting average with 14 homers.
1: Right. Right.
0: So, I don't know. I, I think, you know, it was just the one league the, the owner probably knew he had to really go high to get him. And maybe that guy had eight or 900 of fab. I'm not sure. Right,
1: absolutely. It's definitely interesting. Um, you know, obviously he got off to a great start, and then, uh, you know, he's, uh, definitely struggled since then. Um, I like what I see from him in terms of like the with the batting eye. You know, he just seems like he really yeah. he can really pick up, um, pitches well, and um, yeah. But I think he's that he's run- up.
0: Look, he's not a run of the mill prospect. He's right. He's definitely, uh, he was elite top, for a week. Right. Show,
1: right. Absolutely. All right, Todd, um, let's talk about the Roman Coliseum. Let's talk about looking at players from three weeks ago and how they are doing now. Take it away.
0: Right. OK, so we we're looking at four players each week uh, from three weeks ago. The top four uh, that were picked up in the most leagues uh, three weeks ago. And so three weeks ago, the, the four people were Patrick Wisdom, Taylor Trammell, Edward Olivares and Ryan Jeffers. Hmm. So Patrick Wisdom was, you remember, Rob, he was on fire hitting homers every other day. And since he was picked up in that wide fab three weeks ago, he still only batted 167 with two homers.
1: Wow. So
0: that really goes down as a loss for those owners uh, on the system that we're using.
1: It, 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 it's been such a weird, you know, um, uh, the tool I use most for like oh, overall, I think in in my daily evaluation is the roster resource lineup tracker on Fangraphs. Um, I just how I just like how everything's laid out, and you could see like um it's like when guys go on the IL and yeah. and 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 the resulting playing time of the rest of the team, and it's really great because it's just all on one page and it's just beautifully laid out, and you know it's just just so odd you know like wisdom was really hot and then all of a sudden just noticed his playing time decrease and uh same thing with Ian Hap, you know it was just like uh, he's a <laughs> Ian Happ is the guy I find when well, we got to the drops to talk about Ian Hap, but it's it just it's just some really puzzling things that they're doing yeah. like they're sitting they're sitting Hayward versus righties they're sitting Happ versus righties um and then wisdom you know uh, yeah, it's just like after he cooled off a little bit, he didn't become an everyday player. Um, you know, now I think he played the last uh, two games because Rizzo's back been a little right. bothersome, him, yeah. and and Bryant as well. So they both been a little banged up. But you know, you also have uh, Nico Horner, David Bodie, and Matt Duffy that are gonna be coming back to yes. to make it even more <laughs> of a of a crazy uh, mix. That one one of my biggest fouls of the season. Was um I put in uh I had a bid in for wisdom for what I thought was seven bucks in DGFBI. and when I looked at results that night uh, this was like you know not the week that he went nuts but I think a week after I just needed like yeah. a corner and he had some good corner um he had some good matchups that week so I put in a bid for seven bucks and needed a corner guy and he's one of those where you list a bunch of conditionals just so you make sure you get a you know that corner guy and. sure. sure. Somebody reason I looked at the results. I said fifty-seven dollars. I don't know how the five got snuck in there, oh,
0: no. oh, and it no. was
1: just probably the worst, the worst
0: bid I did all year.
1: I mean, I, I, at least I feel that way.
0: We've uh, all made mistakes like that, though.
1: I cut him the next week, of course. <laughs> <laughs> fifty-seven bucks for a one-week no-show. No uh, oh god! Yeah. So who else was on your major list? So then list?
0: Uh, we have Taylor Trammell for the mm. Mariners. He was hot in the minors. They brought him back up, and I, I picked him up a couple of places.
1: Yes, I remember.
0: He batted 114 uh, in three weeks since then. So that didn't work either. And then Edward Olivares is the most curious case because I think the Royals could actually use him and they keep bringing him up and sending him down and bringing him up and sending him down. And I think that's not even a good way to treat a younger player, regardless of whether you need him or not. But. But the Royals aren't are checking with me on this stuff, unfortunately. So, so right. he's a loss, too, because he only got five at-bats. And then the last guy is Ryan Jeffers. Uh, again, I picked him up one place because he had an opportunity with, with Garver on the shelf. But he's batting 171 with three homers. Nothing really great there. So all four, I'm counting as losses, which means that the, the total score is eight good ads out of 36 yeah which is really again this these is not just Rob and Todd deciding who's the best pickup this is the the, the great group of fantasy uh, main event owners yeah
1: these are the guys that are commanding the highest bid of the week yeah um, you know it's interesting the,
0: the, the widest picks and really there's only been eight guys out of the 36 that have really been good and you could you could poke some holes in some of the eight guys because since then some of them have had problems but right anyway it's it's uh it's a tough it's a tough game it's a tough game i'll say that right
1: Um, for sure
0: but uh we'll keep track of this maybe the numbers will improve a little bit as we go towards the middle of the summer
1: right absolutely um and getting to your part with the overall Standings, um, at the point of the article, Mr. Phil Dussault, the robot, had uh, nice. blasted his way to the top team uh, in first and eighth, and um, he's just wonderful. Again, just just looking across the, uh, the top twenty, and you see a lot of repeat names, and it's just really impressive, you know. Because I, I like I, like I said, I, I finally made your article, you know, tied for third in our league, and I was like, yes, and then you know, this is just. Uh, you know, you just look at some of these numbers that repeat, you know, owners have and um, just really impressive, you know, just really so something to, you know, sometimes it like makes me feel like, oh, wow, I'm not good enough, you know, for sure. But then, you know, just uh, it's something to, you know, aspire to be just, uh, you know, that 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 your game has to improve to, you know, like if you want a shot at the overall for sure.
0: Well, you know, the uh the guys that have been number one at some point in the season, all but two of them are still in the top twenty. So they it's wow. not that they just had a, a one good run and then they drop back. Most of them are well up there in the standings. And I wow. did
1: so, so you said two out of the um were we phrase that again.
0: So one there have been three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine people that have uh, well, ten with Phil in there too. So ten uh, people that have had the number one position overall in the main event. Wow! And eight and of the ten are are still in the top twenty.
1: Got it. Got it. Wow. Wow. It's impressive. So
0: that, it shows that they their teams have staying power. Number one, and I did highlight Phil, uh, his 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 teams, Clark Olson and Tyler Young, because. Those guys are just, all their teams seem to be doing really well. I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I was joking in the article that Phil has a team that's 49th overall, which most, most people would love to have a team that's 49th overall. But that's his worst team, so I, I made sure to highlight that in the article. Um, and then um, Clark Olson has, has five teams. Three of them are in the top 40 uh, Tyler Young only has three teams. They're all in the, in the top 20. <laughs>
1: amazing. That's amazing.
0: Which is that, unbelievable. You know? Yeah, I,
1: I would really I really haven't had the time, but I really want to dive in and, and see if if the teams are successful, even because I know um, Phil, um, his team, they have a little like a, a good amount of diversification. I haven't seen the other um, guys teams but I'm wondering if they're if they're also like diverse where you know one guy gets hurt or loses a job doesn't drag right. you down or is it the case of you know where that's you know a lot of the same players and that just helps you yeah. be I successful
0: I looked at Clark Olson's a couple of his teams briefly and they are different with different starting positions and different players in the top group I didn't really look carefully at the mid to later rounds to see if there was a lot of commonality but obviously these guys are, are are doing it from a wide variety of spots and uh i can i can say pretty clearly even among this top group with a lot of really good players that those three have the best results to date
1: right absolutely very impressive very impressive what they're doing for sure um yeah, I'm looking at the average first place score, average second and average third is 120 for first, 109.3 for second and 101.8 right. for third. So, again, good barometers if you're in those leagues and, um, you know, trying to figure out maybe, you know, where you need to be points wise to, you know, get to that where you can, uh, you know, cash, get your money back for third or, you know, right. do better than that for sure.
0: Yeah, and those those numbers for second and third have stayed pretty stable. Right. the last uh, few weeks so I do believe that you need to be close to 120 to win a league obviously there's some exceptions to that you need to be in the neighborhood of 110 to be second and you need to be close to 100 to get third
1: right. so
0: that's pretty clear and it's easy to say and not so easy to do
1: <laughs> right for sure for sure Oh, wow. All right, Todd, is there anything you want to hit uh, hit up and cover before no, we get out of here? So. No? Cool. Um, Just remind everyone where they can find your stuff. And, uh... Yeah,
0: so so uh, I'm at uh, writing this article. It's a free article, at spstreamer.com, and I'm at, on Twitter at, at Telestar7, um, and at streamer.com, the Discord channel is $10 a year, and it's it's really great to interact. Rob and I are on there, and there's, there's a lot of great uh, fantasy owners and uh, other people that have a lot to offer, so right. it's great. And then the next next week will be very close to uh, halfway point of the season.
1: Yes, very so, close.
0: So I I don't know the exact percentage, but it's it's kind of crazy to think that. But still, there's a long way to go. I mean, it, even though we're we're saying that not so many teams have changed position in terms of first place in main event leagues. There's still a lot of room to move up. If you have a sustained charge, you just can't do it just for one week and expect to be near the top.
1: Right. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, you know, I know like one thing, I think a lot of people, you know, that's always a fun topic on, uh, on Twitter is, you know, uh, posting, you know, like screenshots of uh of, of your teams you know right now right. and uh you know a lot of people call it screenshot season and you know um just warning people not to be you know uh too complacent which is obviously true like if if you're having success right now it, it definitely doesn't mean you're gonna you know be there at the end of the year where you are now but i also think that it's fantasy baseball right Uh, The root of it, the start of it was fun for fun. We're obviously competing, which is, you know, the main thing, but it's fun. It's meant to be fun. And for anyone who busts their ass all year round, right. And puts in so much time to play her evaluation and to uh, market trends and everything you know and some people don't stop they do it year-round right and yep, yep, I think yep. for a little bit if you want to share your success right and 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 be happy about life and be happy about the fact mm-hmm. that you are having success I say fucking do it you know yeah. like uh, it's the same thing like you know when people um, scare, share screenshots of their draft board you know it's a obviously these are players that you're guessing on and everyone shares their thoughts and, Oh, how can you pick this guy? Why'd you pick this guy? And um, you know, it's just, it's all meant to be, it should be rooted in fun. And that's what I'm saying. If, if, if you are in success and you realize that there's still a ton of work to do, and it doesn't have to be bragging, you know, it it should just be, Hey, you know, like, wow, like I'm, I'm pretty happy with where I am right now. And it's cool to share it with everyone, you know, for sure. So
0: Look, it's, I'm in a, a, a league with Phil Dessault and I just think it's great that I can compete against a guy that, that is that good, you know, right. and, and it's, I'm probably, probably not going to beat him, but you know, at <laughs> least, at least, uh, you know, I get to test my metal. I get to make pickups. I get to decide which players I like. And it's, that's part of the whole fun of the whole thing. And then I can look back and say, well, that was a dumb move or whatever, but, it's, it, if you enjoy baseball, you enjoy watching it. I think it's uh, just just a great way to augment your fanship, and right. uh, and and these guys are in another strata as far as I'm concerned, and I can just uh, watch and admire.
1: Right, I totally agree with you. I just think that part of getting better is to be aware of. Um... What's going on around you? Who's doing well? What they're doing well, and also looking at teams who are doing bad and see what went what what yeah, went sure. wrong, you know. And that's why I think this whole uh, Fab article um, has gotten me to look at other things besides, you know, um, who to pick up and um, you know who to drop and to see like looking at standings and looking at the other owners in your league yeah, and definitely. you know how they're being successful. You know, it's like did this guy have eight hundred dollars left in Fab because he's inactive or did he just draft a really good team and And hadn't needed it, you know. So all those things, I think, if 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 you have the time to make it part of, you know, your evaluation, um, in your weekly moves, you know, it's definitely, definitely super helpful for sure.
0: The last thing I'll say, Rob, is that this is part of the reason why I wrote the, I'm writing the article every week, is I just think that it just helps the enjoyment of following the main event. Right. Most players really concentrate on their own leagues and for good reason, but it's kind of fun to see the whole horizon of everybody trying to win their league, trying to be up on the overall standings. And I just think that's part of the enjoyment of the whole experience. And, you know, I think people have gotten back to me and said that they're really look, enjoying looking at this every week and seeing how everything is progressing. So, I'm right. taking that as a compliment, and hopefully, it's making people like the situation more.
1: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. One. Uh, well, I just took a peek at the box score today, Todd, and uh, Aaron Ashby, who got called up by the Brewers to make this start today, yeah. didn't didn't make it out of the first inning. Oh, uh, no. The Cubs scored seven runs, and our boy Patrick Wisdom, batting second, two for two with two ribbies. So, oh boy, okay, so there maybe we go. I
0: change, hey. Maybe it should change his score. <laughs>
1: oh boy but uh such is life who knows but uh yeah. again todd thank you for joining me once sure. again sure. Um, it's always a pleasure talking to you and the yeah, everyone who uh is not following todd or not reading his articles please check them out they're super helpful and um yeah we'll talk again next week pal thank you rob all right all righty, folks that will conclude this episode of the Poor Hitter podcast once again thank you for joining me um and listening to the pod much appreciative and thank you for anyone who's left a rating and review. Really super appreciative, too. If anyone looking to do so, uh, just, you know, pop a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Send me a screenshot. I'll send you some pro-header swag and some baseball cards if you wish to have those things in your life. If not, just listening is great enough for me. Um, yeah, hope everyone is doing well. And remember to anything you're doing in life just make sure you put enough time and research into making your decisions and don't just go blindly by what everyone else is saying especially true for fantasy baseball but and also life you know make sure you do your due diligence reach out to people in the know who you feel like are educated in the uh field that you may be wondering about um you know don't find all your information on twitter or on the internet for sure you know make sure you're Engaging with people and um, you know, you come to come to your own conclusions on things in life uh, a, And especially in fantasy, I think it's it's super helpful to listen to uh, Countless of fantasy analysts that are out there so many wonderful people doing so much wonderful things So um, if you can absorb as much as you can and then just roll it into your own thought process I think it's what helped me become, you know better in um, in Playing fantasy. Um, so yeah with that being said everyone just actually one quick line i just wanted to uh throw out there for everyone just trying to maybe infuse a little bit of a uh you know um something of a motivational line or just something i read that i felt like i wanted to share with everyone and it's a quote that says um a valiant deed unsung is no less valiant and i feel that's awesome because um just because maybe if you help someone out and um no one knows about it um it doesn't mean you never did it right so um you know to help the pedestrian cross the street when he was struggling or something like that. Whatever it is, just, uh, you know, just know that you're doing
0: kind things in the world and you're being a good person and not a bag of shit, right? Cool. Later.